Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation starts. Sit back and listen as we talk to the authors who take you to different places every time you turn those pages. If you enjoy what you hear, give us a like, share with a friend, reach out. We want to hear from you. Welcome to the Author's Porch. We are so excited to be back with you again on the Author's Porch. And tonight we have the amazing, the fantastic Shermaine. How are you doing tonight, hon? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, CJ and Anastasia. I appreciate it. Thank you. And of course, as always, we have the wonderful, the fantastic author of all things Under the Sun, Anastasia, as well with us. How are you, Anastasia? I'm doing good, CJ. How are you? I'm doing very good. Tonight, we brought Shermaine on the author's porch because we, and we were laughing before because we all have our drinks here. We didn't have um, our fancy <laughs> drinks. You know, we got our water and Shermaine asked us, or is it water? And I was like, well, it is until after we get off the phone. <laughs> um, but we just want to let y'all know sure, uh, more about Shermaine because I read your book last night. And I'm so glad that you reached out to us um, and wanted to come on the show because I am retired military. And when I read this book and you said that you moved around, you're a, a military, what they call military brat, because we heard it so much. Uh, my children had to hear it all the time. And I said it all the time. And I never really thought about what it meant to the child to say that actual word. And then I read your book last night and I thought, oh my goodness, we were calling these children brats. And we never realized that that word could possibly sit on them and mean something bad. But you're right. And in the book, it talks about all the moves that they have to do. They have to just jump up and go whenever us as the military members get called away here or there. So um, I just want you to share a little bit about your journey on how you thought about writing this book. Go ahead, Anastasia. Did you have something? Nope, I'm just listening. Okay. <laughs> remember the strong silent. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> so the idea for me was, so I'm, I'm a writer just naturally. I have a million and one notebooks that every time someone gives me a notebook, you can give me like some toe socks or a notebook. I'm happy, right? And so I am writing through the notebooks constantly. And then I have a stack of closed notebooks. And during COVID, while it's been an incredible year of loss, it's been an incredible year of opportunity. That time where I would be driving back and forth to the office, catching the trains about 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes in the afternoon, I said, I want to capitalize on this time. And so I started writing stories. I said, what is considered low-hanging fruit? talk about my own experiences. Um, I grew up in the military. I've lived all over the world. I was born. I had a passport before I knew my name. And then we shipped out. Yeah, right after they give you clearance to fly, we shipped out. We moved back overseas. So it was just this incredible dance of flexibility. And I realized that children need to have this skill right now. They need to understand that change is constant, that everything in the world is just different. But if you find moments where you say, that's okay, 
you can have one more day. And so I said, let me start telling some of my story. So um, Grace, the main character is really my story, talking about my experience for moving in Georgia to Southern Italy and just learning so much. So it just kind of came from an idea, just a random thought. And I said, let me start writing this. And I went all the way down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and you know, I loved it because it was very detailed about the things that the child is going to go through and the family is going to go through. And I really connected with it because I knew what the children in the family are going to go through. I looked at it and I'm like, yep, been there. Yep, we've done that. And I wanted to reach out to all my military families and go, look, if you're a new military family, a new military child, you have to read this. If you want to know what you're going to experience, what you can go through, read this. It's important. And it was just really enlightening because I always saw it from uh, the military member point of view, but I, I don't think I ever really seen it from my children's point of view. They're in college now. I never really, I mean, I paid attention to them, but from a child's point of view and the illustrations are wonderful. Did you illustrate you. it yourself? No, I found a wonderful illustrator, but let me tell you. So you typically think of the veteran, you honor them. You may think of the spouse, you honor that person, but everybody typically looks past the child. They say, oh, kids are resilient. They'll bounce back. But so much happens in between. And I said, I want to tell those stories. So it just really took me through a little bit of some emotions as I was writing. And I was like, I remember that. Trying to put my money in the water bottle because <laughs> you can't have a traditional <laughs> piggy bank because it's going to break, right? The water bottle never broke. I still have this water bottle 20 some odd years later. But, you know, just these little moments where you say, okay, I'm learning a new experience or I don't like this. I want to try that, but I don't know. Let me test out my Italian. That was nice. Yeah. And, you know, there was, there was a part in there where you said, every time I move, something always breaks. Every time. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. There was always something breaking. Something now, is this, broken. Is this your first book? This is my first children's book. So I have okay. a few, about five guided journals and three adult coloring books. But I also created a companion coloring book for this as well again, just COVID, I said, you know what, let me start writing or going back to my notebooks and making them meaningful. So I just <laughs> dug through some notebooks. And also my mom said, stop keeping this stuff in my house, take it to your house. So <laughs> that also prompted me to go through the notebooks. And I said, I have some really good writings, just moments as a kid where I said, I hate this place, it stinks. And in a child's mind, you're, you're adjusting to the smell of sulfur in the air, which is not a pleasant smell but over time you you get used to it yeah it's so cool you said companion notebooks do you, could you elaborate more on what a companion notebook is so we have the actual book here the actual book is here what I created was a travel coloring book that can accompany it so the same illustrations are black and white and I thought that this would be a fun activity for the parent and the child, if you're in a new station, you may decide tonight we're coloring and make that consistent or Tuesday is pizza night, or I don't know. In, in my instance, we love to jump on the bubble wrap when you moved in a new house. So you'd make as much noise as possible with the bubble wrap. So, you know, coloring could be another fun activity to bond the family. Yeah, so you found a way to keep those uh, family together during such a hard time to deal with uh, because I do know when you're moving 
you know, as the parents get so frustrated with move this here, put that there and getting everything, the lights turned on, could be new ID cards. It could be new when you're moving overseas. It's, you got to get a new driver's license, waiting for the car to ship. There's so many things you forget about that family time. So you found a way for them to come back together as a family with activities throughout their move. Yes. Like if, if Tuesday was always pizza night, you find a local place. We found a local pizzeria in Italy and we found that and I learned how to say how much. And so we'd go, and we'd have pizza, but the difference is you can watch them make pizza in front of you in Italy. It's a different experience, pizza in Italy. I can no longer eat pizza anywhere else because it doesn't taste the same. But having those moments or, you know, jumping on bubble wrap, going and trying ice cream in different places. If you can find moments to make it consistent with activity, kids like that, even blowing bubbles, we did that. We find, get, you know, get some soap and water and some straws and we'd blow bubbles when you get bored. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, now, Anastasia, you have two small children. Um, what activities do you find, because this is great for activity books. And I know you have some activity books as well. What activities do you find are great to keep you and your children entertained on those days where you just got a lot going on, but you still need to connect with your kids. So we do puzzles, we color. So that was a really good one. We do color. Um, I try not to sit and watch TV all, all day because you know, the TV is like brainwashing just a tad bit. So mm -hmm. we try to do little fun things. We go outside, we have bubbles. We go the old school way with the chalk and stuff. So yeah, we, we find ways in the house. We play hide and go seek and all of that. And we go to the park, different ways to, you know, get outside since we've been locked in for so long anyway. Yeah, and you know, my, my children aren't small anymore, but I found it very important when they were small to find ways to keep them engaged so that I would know what was going on with their life. And I think as authors, uh, we find ways, you know, with our children's books, because all three of us write, have, have wrote a children's book. Um, and I think that one of the most important things we want to do is show a child a part of a world that they may or may not be going through um, and also connect them with emotions, connect them with what the adults are doing, connect them with something other than electronics, which is great. Don't get me wrong, because <laughs> I love them. But give them something more than just those electronics out there. Um, so my question, Shermaine, is are there going to be more books coming up for you in the, this type of genre? Yes. So this is a book right now where the father is the service member. My next book that will be out probably at the beginning of the year is where the mom is the service member because those children have a different experience and dad will play the supportive spouse. Then we'll have a book coming out shortly after where it's dual military. The mom and the dad are service members and those children have different, you know, different experiences. Let's say both parents are deployed. Very different experience. You've got to now live with grandma or someone else to come. I would like to also, I'm just thinking of my own experiences among friends. Maybe there's a book where, um, and I want to make sure I touch as lightly as possible on it. Several of us have lost family members in the military where that child will experience great loss of a parent who's in the, in the service because that happens or they will come and they will come back from war different because living with PTSD is a very, 
it's a it's different for the parent and it's a very different experience for the child so talking about real issues in real time to validate their feelings and their experiences yeah and you know that that is that's very important especially now because you know th there's a lot of children that are living without a parent there's a lot of children that are living with their own scars because of what their parents had to go through and to have a book or a space for them to see it in a way that is a safe space and know that other people are going or have been or will go through it and know how to kind of navigate it is is very important um there's not a lot of stuff out there for these kids to look at the only thing that's out there for them is go to therapy well you know, as I talked to somebody earlier today, their culture is not a therapy culture. So it wasn't something that they could do. They couldn't go to therapy. And I, and I advocate for therapy. I'm huge on that. I think it's very important if, if you're going through something, you need it. However, there are cultures where that's not something that is advocated. So, so something as simple as a children's book could be that therapy for them. So I commend you for wanting to bring those things, you know, into the light for those kids because it is so needed. Very true. Art is therapy. I um I was doing some some research recently and they were talking about the benefits of coloring for adults. There's so many emotional, physical, and mental health benefits of coloring. I can only imagine what it does for a child's imagination because they're not able to say they feel frustrated and angry during this pandemic, they may just uh, perform in a way we think they're acting out or being bad, quote unquote. But we're going through an emotional roller coaster during the pandemic daily. We have highs and low moments. Children are experiencing this as well. And so books are a great outlet for them. Coloring is a great outlet. I love what Anastasia said, getting the chalk and just spending time together. We would do charades. I am terrible at charades, but it was a lot of fun and it's a memory that you can make outside of technology. I love technology, but I don't have, the memories that I made with technology don't stand out as much as the memories I made with a true physical activity. Yeah, very true. I, I, I don't know about you, Anastasia, but I, for myself, um, my, my writing has been my outlet uh, for during this time during COVID. Had I not been able to write as much as I have been able to during this time. I don't know if I'd be in the same mind frame. What about you, Anastasia? Has it been something that's kind of saved you, so to speak, during all of this? Pretty much, yes, it has. I've created so many different things during this time, journals, workbooks, different things like that. It's It's been pretty cool. I feel like COVID has been a blessing in disguise. So like, uh, which our main said with the capitalizing on that free time. So when I was free from not working my nine to five, that's all I did. And coming up with ideas, when they start talking to me, I start listening. I get my bunch of notebooks and I just start writing. It is a, a really good outlet for me. That's awesome. Now, my question, Charmaine, you said, when, when will the next book be ready for us to read? I'm excited. Can you make the woman that's in the military a redhead? <laughs> yes, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Um, 
<laughs> so I, um, I'm, I'm looking towards January. I would love to have it out sooner, but you know, um, you want to built in some time for things that you couldn't, circumstances outside your control, right? That's so I'm thinking January, but I love the idea of showing that strong military figure that you had the male, but there's also many women serving. And then there are dual families. There are same-sex families serving. You know, what does that experience look like? Well, I don't have that true experience. I would love to talk to some families and say, do you, your kid needs to see themselves represented in literature because representation matters for all people of all backgrounds, right? And I, there's a hashtag called we need diverse books. I love that as well. You want to see people that look just like you in the book with your experience. And myself growing up, the library was constant. Didn't matter where we moved in the world, even in Turkey, I found a library. We'd go to the library every day until I figured out where the arcade was, where the store was to buy snacks and you know, where I can go to the horse track and watch the horses run, whatever. But you find the library, there's so many great books, but I never saw a book that talked about a military child. There's more yeah. now, but it wasn't like this in the 90s. It wasn't like this in 2000. You're, you're absolutely right. And there, there wasn't a lot of books with diversity. It was all exactly the same. And I've started seeing so children's books with, uh, there's children with disabilities. I talked with uh, Joanne Rosario, who is doing a lot of uh, books on children with disabilities. She's a special ed teacher. You're doing books on military children. There's a, there's books out there. There's a, I don't even know who the author is. It's like, it talks about the girl's hair and she has this really beautiful, curly, big, black, curly hair. Yes. And I'll tell you, oh, and I was like, I had to buy that Big hair, my, don't care. That's what yes, it is. Yes, yes, and I I talked it. to her yesterday. <laughs> And I can just really, you know, I love that book because when I saw it, I was like, this is my daughter's hair because my daughter's mixed And But I never, there was nothing that ever represented her growing up. And there was so much of lack of representation for so many different demographics throughout our lives that I commend so many people that are filling those gaps right now in the world because those gaps have been empty there's been holes in our world for so long. And I love that people like yourself are going out there and saying, hold on a minute. I live and have lived in that gap and I'm gonna show the world that there are so many more of us and now let's fill it. Yeah, yeah. so many of us, people ask you where you're from. For me, I would just say family <laughs> is, is home, it's wherever I am, but He's like, well, where were you born? I was like, well, I was born in California. Where'd you get your social? In Texas. But where'd you spend the most time? In Germany. They're like, what? But you're not in Germany. I was like, well, we moved a lot. And so it just became something yeah. you'd say yeah. all the time. I, I, move I know a that lot. feeling in some of my kids. Oh, yeah. They're like, well, your mom is from oh, here and your dad's of so that background. It's like, well, we're a little different, but different is special. And so that is the theme around all of my children's books is celebrating the differences among us because my mom would always tell us, the things that make you different make you special. And so your hair looks different, your face looks different, you know, you, you speak differently. Though everything about you that you think is different is what's special. And so as you notice in the world now, everybody is gravitating towards whatever look they think they want, but wherever they are already is the special part. They're chasing after something that they don't really need. 
Yes, I love that. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> well, when Anastasia says it, I, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, what, um, so CJ, I actually spoke with Crystal Swain Bates yesterday. Okay. She wrote that book, Big Hair, Don't Care. I always had the big curly hair and I was like, I put in a little tiny ball today. But I saw that book as I got older and I said, there was a book for my hair? No one ever gave me this book. Of course, it's 20 some odd years later. But I thought, wow, this next generation is going to grow up saying, yeah, I'm powerful. I'm beautiful. It's different. And I love it. That wasn't our world. Our world was surviving in the different country and blending in. You didn't have time to think, do I look nice? Do I not? It's like, okay, blend in, learn their culture, embrace it, right? Celebrate the moments you have with the people because you don't know how long you'll have them. So just make the most of it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I love what you said that this next generation will be able to embrace the uniqueness that is them and appreciate it and not have to feel that they have to live a certain way because that's the only thing they see. They're going to be able to see all the beauty around them because of the people that are filling those gaps. Um, but yeah, I, I love that book as well. And, and she did it in such a great way. So, and I think what your book is doing is such a great way for all of the military kids and the military families and I commend you for doing it and I hope that you continue to tell all of those stories because you're right there's so many different demographics within that demographic that you can tell and I'm excited to read all of those books and I will be reading every single one of them so keep me informed of each time you publish a book because I want to make sure that I read it I'm going to follow you if I didn't already follow you yesterday when I read your book that way I get the notifications and we're going to make sure that we're sending out, um, you know, letting people know when you're publishing those books, because it's, it's, it's a miraculous thing for a child to go through that type of experience and want to teach other people and be able to help other children go through that experience as well. We definitely need that. Is there anything other than writing your books that you want to share with the world? If you could leave one piece something out there to everybody what would it be um say for well I read a great quote earlier and I would love to say that it says um behave in such a way that the children watching you like you would want them to behave that same way when they get older right so just us being aware of how kids are experiencing us because yes we get frustrated and we're allowed to be frustrated and angry and show all of our emotions but they don't have that same freedom in many cultures and many groups. They don't have that same freedom to show it. So just give them that grace. And I, that's why I also named the character that because you see that the highs and the lows of her, uh, she's happy, she's sad, she's hopeless, she feels hopeful. You know, give kids that grace to be who they are. When you see that they're struggling, don't just give them a little technology, give them more love, give them more books because they can travel so much further in a great book than they can in a video game. Amen. I love video games, but the books that I, I remember reading Gulliver's Travels and, you know, Aesop's Fables, I just knew I was going to get the grapes in the water before, you know, all these different, <laughs> you think about the, you know, the different fables and your mind, you have so much more to offer the world if you allow kids to just travel in a great book. So I would say just spend time with them. I mean, they have their own little quirky personality. I'm a former teacher as well. And you'd be surprised as what they share with you. Yes. So just allow them to be who they are. 
That's but awesome. Business, yeah, they do share a lot. <laughs> a little too much sometimes, but you say, okay, you know, your mommy doesn't want you to share that. <laughs> yes, should be quiet. <laughs> but celebrate That's their true. differences, you know, not just their, um, not just their athletic ability. Celebrate if they love to read, if they've got some cool glasses. I always had these Harry Potter looking glasses because I've been wearing glasses for years. People didn't like them. I just knew it was cool. Right. <laughs> My mind at least, right? So find moments, something that you feel like they may not be as confident about and just really celebrate that. Tell them every day how nice that looks. You just don't know what level of self-esteem you're building because they grow up as adults. And the brokenness of many of us is real because of the experiences we have. You, you just don't know. And then they grow up and they never deal with it. And you never dealt with it when they were little. Now somebody else has to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Very true. Anastasia, do you have any questions or anything that you have for Shermaine? No, she pretty much covered everything. She said with the kids acting out, have them color. So the next time my children act out, I'm going to see if they color, if that works. If not, then we have to go the disciplinarian way. But we're going to try to color them first. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, uh <laughs> I, I would, I'd create some challenges for him. Like, you know what? I can't, I know you can't make this great thing, right? Give them the parameters of what you want and then just give them some large sheet of paper and let them do it. I will <laughs> let them create charades. I have nieces and nephews and I will just like come up with random games. I was like, I bet you can't do this. And, and before you know it, they're no longer upset. And I have won because they have exhausted all energy. <laughs> that is a great idea. I'm actually going to try that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I bet you can't pop this bubble wrap. I'll buy bubble wrap. Let them jump all over it. Because you know, you get tired jumping after a while. And only so many bubbles will mash. After five minutes, they're tired. They're sweaty. They're no longer upset. A little loud, but, you know, give and take. Hey. That, that works. You got to let a kid be loud sometimes. You have got to let them be loud. That's what kids do. They have to be loud. They have to pick friends. They have to make mistakes. Teach them empathy. We don't see enough of that in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shermaine, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I love your journey into being an author. I love that you are a former teacher as well, and you know what you need to show out there for the kids. Um, we're excited for your book coming up here hopefully in January praying that everything gets exactly where it needs to be and we'll make sure that we send that out to all of our viewers as well thank you well um, we were able to learn a little bit about the, how military families have to move here and there through our little conversation we got some parenting information as well that's what we do here on the author's porch we like to sit and have a conversation because every good conversation happens on a porch. It happens amongst friends. And that's what we try to do here. Um, do you have any parting words before we head out for the night and Anastasia goes and hangs out with the kids. I go and hang out with my dogs because I have six of them. <laughs> six? Wow. Okay, so what breeds? Because I had an Akita. I loved my baby. <laughs> had it for 17 years. What breeds do you have? I have four pit bulls and two wiener dogs. <laughs> oh, okay, so the, these are, it's a dichotomy. I've had yeah. pit bulls, sweet, lovable dogs if you raise them that way. Yes. All dogs are more aggressive though. 
Yeah, no, they're 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 wonderful. I love them. They're crazy, but uh, they they keep us going with my children away at college. So, oh, okay. So you've traded them. You've yeah, traded they, one responsibility for the next. I, I understand. Basically. <laughs> well, next time they have to hang out on the author's porch with us. So I'm sure that would be fun. I'll bring one in here if they stay. If they stay still for long enough, you might see one around. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, I'm going to end it for the night, guys. We are so glad that you joined us tonight on the Authors Porch. Uh, authors talking about what we love the most, which is writing, creating a story, and taking you to a place in the world where you hadn't been before. And just joining us and the passion that we have to write our stories. Anastasia's tagline is when Anastasia, when boredom strikes, Anastasia writes. And I tell you that I love that because I do. Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? I love that. And you know, I <laughs> mean, you. for me, I, I'm like, why can't that be my tagline? It's the coolest thing ever. But I mean, here. you know, yeah. And, and you know, like Jermaine said, we're taking all of this extra time now with COVID and we are putting it down on paper and we're creating these wonderful spaces for children, for adults, and for everybody else. We're, we're creating our own therapy sessions. And I love that you said that as well. Um, but we're going to take this time and we're going to create some more therapy sessions. I'm going to go and I'm going to have a therapy session uh, on my recliner. And I wish you guys a wonderful, wonderful evening. And I know that this will not be the last time and I can't wait. I'm going to make sure that I tag Shermaine and I'm also going to put all of her links in here. I'm having a little bit of internet issues. I'm sure you've seen with us having a little lag, but I will make sure before lunchtime tomorrow that I have every single one of her links because you guys want to read this book. You want to follow her on her journey because it is an amazing journey and I'm so glad that we met. Thank you. I, I look forward to staying connected and hearing more as I want to hang out on the porch a little bit more with all of you. <laughs> I felt all that. Right. I felt that. <laughs> all right. I'll see you guys next time on the author's porch. We'll see you guys later. Bye, Anastasia. Bye, Charmaine. Bye, Bye CJ. Bye, Anastasia. Yeah. Bye. Bye.